You're listening to Amplify Ambition. I'm Kristen Edwards, speaker, coach, and your guide for ambitious women to become industry leaders and grow a sustainable business without the hustle. Listen to conversations on authentic leadership, self-awareness, and strategic planning for growing your business. I believe big dreams can be your reality when you embrace all of who you're meant to be and focus on the business that works for you and your lifestyle. Now let's dive into today's episode. I saw a post on Instagram and immediately shared it to my stories, but I really wanted to unpack what this, you know, post said. And it talked about the difference between pseudo self-awareness and actual self-awareness. And I think a lot of times when people hear me say that I work with my clients using the Enneagram, they're like, oh, that's cute. And sure, these quizzes, these personality types, there are cute and fun aspects, and I hope you can hear all of the air quotations that are happening in my voice as I say it, but it's so much deeper when you unlock the psychology behind these various assessment tools. And so Myers-Briggs is probably the only test out there that's actually not backed in psychology. All the other ones are, um, and whether they are tapping into true like textbook psychology or there are things that are saying you know this is just like how you are wired based on various things and I'm not even trying to get into the woo side of it because everyone has their personal choices you ultimately always get to choose how you show up so regardless of what the moon and the stars were doing at the time of your birth, regardless of if you grew up in a city or the suburbs or the country, regardless of if you are married with children or, you know, single and ready to mingle, all of those things do not change who you are at your core. And ultimately, you get to decide if you want to show up as the best version of yourself or if you want to play into a stereotype that others have labeled you and if you want to live up to it or not. So all of those things are pseudo self-awareness. Again, astrology, human design, saying that your favorite color means something, knowing your love languages, your leadership style, your attachment style, if you're codependent or an empath or like any of these things, you can easily slap a label on yourself or anyone else, but it's up to you If you want to go deeper, if you want to peel back the layers and get into the truth of who you are and who you're called to be, and especially if you're an entrepreneur, how you're called to serve others. And so I'll go with the Enneagram because that is a personality trait and type that I have studied and recognize and can own in this way, but you choose whatever type you've been throwing yourself or fitting yourself into. And let's talk about the difference between saying, hey, I'm a type one and it is what it is. Or if you're saying, hey, I know that I come with a very high standard of excellence and I will push myself to be great, but I'm also bringing and inviting all of those that are in my circle to also be great in what they're doing. And so a lot of times you'll see certain personality traits or types fall into particular careers because of the values that they hold, because of the belief systems that they have. And so that's what we're really going to talk about today. I'm going to give you one kind of traditional corporate 
um, role that you might see, a, a nine to five type of role that you might see. I might throw out a couple others, but I'll go with an example. And then I'll also talk about the entre entrepreneurial type that you'll see um, attached to them as well. And I want you to think about yourself, only yourself, because again, this awareness is not about pushing people in a box. It's about liberating yourself and getting to know and embrace who you are, who you're meant to be, and how you are called to serve. So let's start in order of the Enneagram. I'm not going to break them down. I'm just going to go through the numbers. Um, so if you don't know your type, find another episode or do your own research on this particular one, or I'll drop the link to take a quiz and find out your type below. But type one of the Enneagram, known as the idealist um, or the realist, they have a very high standard of excellence. And so examples of corporate jobs or that you might see them have. And again, I use this word corporate here very liberally in saying that they're not an entrepreneur, but you'll see teachers, pastors, um, lawyers often as a type one. Again, they have a very high standard of excellence and they are leaning, leading people towards what they believe is a good thing, education faith, right and wrong, justice, you know, in our legal system. As an entrepreneur, though, type ones most often have brick and mortar businesses. So they will own the wedding venue or they will have a restaurant. They will be an accountant. Um, they, again, are serving people, but in very practical ways of like, you need to eat, I will feed you. You need your taxes filed, I will do that math, you know, and thinking about those kind of strategies um, that work for them. But again, when you unpack it, it's because they are leading people towards that right thing, that rule following. They're very much rule followers, not even vendors or breakers. And so they want to make sure that other people are following rules. Hello, accountant, bookkeeper, um, as well as providing something that we all need like food or a shelter and establishment like the hotel or wedding venue that you might be getting married at for type twos known as the helper they just like to give 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 um, you'll often see them as kind of nur nurses or healthcare workers um, and then as entrepreneurs you will often see them as coaches a lot of them sometimes have like actual therapy, psychology type backgrounds, um, and then move into the coaching aspect just because they add that goal setting, um, let's get where we want to move forward type of aspect in what they are doing. For your type threes, again, the achievers, um, they want to be recognized for how great they are, and they are great. It's fine. I'll acknowledge all of you threes out there. Um, and so in terms of a corporate job, a lot of times you will see them as public speakers, corporate trainers, they become the face of whatever it is that they are doing or working towards. And then as entrepreneurs, we'll see them specifically as business coaches. They are showing marketing strategies. They are telling you what to do and how to do so that you can be great like them. And I'm not doing this to poke fun at anyone, so please do not feel bad, whether you're one, two, or three that I've gone through so far. Um, I'm just talking about types, but what comes into the core? So not just how you show up in the world and you get to say, well, I'm a type three, it is what it is. I want you to unpack what brings you to have that drive. Why are you pushing people in this direction. And if the intentions behind what you're doing are good and the actual actions of what you're doing or saying are good, then I'm not saying you should change anything, but I want you to unpack that and recognize that for yourself. 
as a type four, a lot of times you'll see these people as artists, creatives, um, literally like Taylor Swift's going on tour type of creatives and she is a type four. Um, and then in terms of the entrepreneurial side, they're actually doing the exact same thing. They are probably waiting for their big break, but singing at that bar in Nashville and hoping, you know, just, just living life on their own terms. They're the most natural at creating success on their own terms. Um, and they also will not beat themselves up about it publicly. Um, and so you'll see certain types that'll be like, I'm a failure. I only made a billion dollars this year and I'm picking a very arbitrary number. But then a type four will be like, I ate, I slept, I'm happy, we are successful. Uh, and then type fives are known as kind of like these fact-finding investigator types. Um, in terms of a corporate job, you can see them possibly as a librarian or literally like an FBI investigator doing the research, getting the information, solving the puzzle. In a corporate setting, you would, I'm sorry, in an entrepreneurial setting, you could see this person actually as like a brand designer or um, a, a strategist kind of like behind the scenes of someone else's business. Or if they do have their own business, they are still um, in that consulting mode of, serving other entrepreneurs or serving other business owners, serving other leaders. So that consultant is naturally how you could see a five show up. They have all the knowledge. Why not get paid to share it with other people? Um, and then for the type six, they are known as the loyalist in a corporate or traditional job setting. I guess that's what I should have said. In a traditional job setting, you can see a type six often as you know, the assistant, like the executive assistant, the administrator um, will go super old school in case I have any boomers listening and they are secretaries. Um, and they're very much, you know, let's keep things organized. Let's keep these ducks in a row, but let's make sure that I am helping the one or few people that I am attached to in that work setting to be successful. Um, they never really want to be the face. They just want to know that everything is happening perfectly behind the scenes. And then as a, an entrepreneur, um, a type six is actually usually often in that same setting. They're working as VAs or business managers, or, um, you know, you've heard me say that type six are kind of like the Mary Poppins of having all the little tips and tricks and tools in their bag, the snacks that are ready to go. And so you can see them kind of playing those same operational organizational roles in various um, entrepreneurial endeavors as well. Your type seven in the workplace is probably a bartender, right? Like they are making sure everyone's having a good time. They are serving up the drinks. They are keeping the, the good times coming, maybe even the DJ, right? Well, let's let's create that playlist. Um, and obviously DJs, you know, do it way, way fancier equipment, but let's having that, that running order of music and knowing what's going on, but always to just make sure that people are having a good time. And as an entrepreneur, you can still see them in that same light. They become the wedding planner, the party planner, the event designer. Um, they're still pretty organized and head focused, but it's always about having a good time or they could be a full-time like DJ like why not take that freelance side hobby and make it a business as well go ahead and profit from the things that you love doing and still making sure that people are having a good time then we brings you to your type 8 that is myself um, and in the work floors you will often see 
um, type eight again as lawyers similar to type one you'll also see them as managers whether mid-level managers or executive c-suite we make our way to the top for sure um, over time obviously you can't do that on day one but you will see us get there um, and just kind of the natural way that we push ourselves and drive that inner drive gets us to kind of where we want to be um, but in the entrepreneurial space again usually seeing us as coaches or consultants a lot of times more that consultant route or we'll pick a hybrid route we are often the people who don't listen to the rules so we won't pick a particular category um, as well and not just the multi-passionate of i do a lot of different things but it is not something that makes sense to the outside world either so even multi-passionate does not always fit the type eight um, personality type and then you have your type nines they're known as the peacemaker in a corporate type of setting they're probably running a nonprofit. they are making sure you know they joined americorps or the peace corps or something along those lines you can still see them as teachers or healthcare workers but they are very much um, someone who is in a servant type of industry um, so even if their role is not a serving uh, kind of thing traditionally like a nurse they are working in the healthcare system in some type of way hopefully that gives you more examples and then in terms of entrepreneurship they really often will choose kind of the non-traditional so instead of going the business coach route they will go the you know health coach route or um, kind of fitness instructor trainer that kind of thing they might still you know call themselves a coach but not in the same, probably in the most traditional terms of coaches, AKA sports, health, nutrition is what you'll see them as. And so as you think about, you know, hey, do I fit that category or that box? I'm giving you some generalizations about these various types and how they show up in traditional work settings and entrepreneurial establishments. And if you're saying, hey, that's not me, it's because your awareness of who you are, who you're meant to be, and how you're supposed to serve does not fit into a box. And if you find yourself sitting in that category of like, wow, she nailed it, that's exactly what I do. Are you doing it because it's who you are or are you doing it because someone else has set those expectations for you and you've never bothered to challenge the status quo? And so I leave you with those questions. I want you to know that who you are and what you're meant to do, how you're meant to serve in this world has nothing to do with what others have said for you, but it's about deciding for yourselves. And some personality types will naturally fight to you know, meet what their inner guide is telling us and others are looking for that external validation. And so we're human. We all want a little bit of both and that's fine. But I want to make sure that you're paying attention to digging into and leaning to what's meant for you, what serves you best so that you can serve others at your best. And so thanks for listening to another episode. But again, realizing that self-awareness is not just checking the box and saying, I'm type this or I'm these letters and these numbers or whatever, you know, category or assessment tool you are using in a particular time, but it's recognizing how you can show up as a better version of yourself time and time again. And so the post initially actually goes into some of the ways that we, you know, are traumatized and can sabotage ourselves and imposter syndrome and a lot of these other scenarios that are all things that we can face. But I want you to start 
at a baseline and then choose to go deeper and deeper over time. But recognizing these truths about yourself so that you can make really informed decisions and be intentional about your path forward is the takeaway for today. So thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time on Amplify Ambition. Are you searching for a way to grow your business as you create your best life? Click the link in the show notes to get your free guide, five simple steps to build a profitable business roadmap based on your natural abilities. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, take a moment to share it on Instagram or your favorite social media platform and tag me at Kristen Edwards underscore. Or go the extra mile and leave a rating or review to help more women listen in and join our community. Thanks for listening to Amplify Ambition. Until next time, dream loudly.